So hi, my name is Jennifer Rucka. I live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and I had an epiphany or what some would call an NDE in 2005. And just prior to it happening, my life had been going about 190 miles down the wrong emotional lane. I had been drinking excessively for several years before that, but especially during that last year. I wasn't even functioning in the way of a career. I couldn't even go to work because I was drinking from morning till night, masking all of the emotional unwellness that I had before that, that was really my familiar. So I didn't even realize why I was drinking. I just kept drinking. And so there was one morning when I woke up and I remember waking up and it was the same usual hungover thinking like, oh my goodness, how did I get here? What happened last night? Did I leave here? Like, is my body intact? Like, you know, the panic that, that most people that drink will be able to relate to because it's, it's, it's so awful to wake up like that, especially day after day for years on end. But what was really unfamiliar that morning was I had this excruciating pain that started at my collarbone and it was coming down my chest all the way down to my hip. And I remember going, I could barely get down the stairs, number one, to my couch. And when I got downstairs to the couch, I remember my cell phone was sitting over on the right-hand side of the couch, just a little bit too far for me to reach it, but I saw it sitting there. And then on the other side, I had a half empty bottle of schnapps sitting there. And I was thinking, well, if I just took a few swigs of that, the pain would probably go away. Like that's how unwell my thinking was at the time. So I did, I, I took a few swigs of it. And then literally within seconds, it all came back up. Like I just threw it up all over me. And the second I went to stand up to go get a cloth to clean myself off, it was like I was cemented to the couch. Like there was like 300 pounds all of a sudden now on my chest, I felt paralyzed. And I remember like looking to the right to get my, to see my cell phone, but I literally couldn't even move at that point to call anybody for help. And that's when I had the thought, oh my God, I'm having a heart attack. And then the, right after that, it almost seemed simultaneously, I heard a voice that seemed not my own at the time say to me, yeah, and that's all right. And it was like, as soon as I heard that voice, it was like, I didn't psychoanalyze anything. I just let go. I completely let go. And the second that I let go, everything went white. Like, and I mean, and I wrote a book called Soul Center. And in that book, I call it the whiteout because it literally became a whiteout. There was no, I had no body. There was no more house or condo that I was living in. And there was no street. There was nothing. And during that moment in the timeless there was two voices that spoke to me and one was a man's voice and one was a woman's voice and they spoke to me at the exact same time like they were talking and it was almost like an echoey overlaying but they were at the same time anyways and they were telling me in the most loving way this is my opportunity uh to come back if i want to or not but that this was the only opportunity they were gonna give me to do that as far as the drinking went. 
And so at that point, they began sort of like um, showing me, but I was more of a feeling like I could feel all the concerns and see the images that like being downloaded about everybody's concerns. Like before that, it was sort of like, what are you talking about? What's the problem? I'm just drinking myself into oblivion, into a blackout night after night. And I, I didn't understand the severity of it because it was my familiar. It was just something I was just so used to doing. It was wired in my brain to, to do that. So when I was shown the feeling and the images of how the horror that everybody was feeling looking at me, I came out of the whiteout with a very different perception of my life. And at that, that when I came out of the whiteout, I went just prior to drinking every single night into a blackout to having zero desire to drink. So it's like I came out of the whiteout, like I was reset as far as the addiction went. That didn't mean that all of my other emotional struggles went away because during that first year of the whiteout, I was in a very blissful state, but it didn't last. So after that first year of this sort of blissful state where it felt like I had light blowing out of the top of my head and out of my hands, and I, I started to experience these merges with people, I would know things about people and I didn't even know them. Somebody would touch my shoulder, I'd go home and have a lucid dream and no personal details about how they were struggling and um, it was just bizarre. So some of my friends thought like, what's going on? Like I didn't do yoga at that time. I wasn't into meditation, nothing. So during that year though, I did start meditating. I did start doing yoga. I did start doing all these things that came into alignment. And maybe that's why towards the end of the year, that energy didn't, wasn't sustained because the more yoga I was doing, the more in touch I was getting with all of the emotional layers in the body. And now I'm sober and feeling all my feelings is essentially what ha was happening. So that's my theory on why the energy of the whiteout didn't stay, you know, for longer. It just kind of collapsed because the more I got into my body and moved it and felt things, the more shocking it became in a sober mind and it wasn't until years later that like when I was in the whiteout I felt this sense of God but I didn't understand I didn't really understand it in a way really honestly until probably 10-12 years later that those two voices were God in the sense that God isn't a man as far as the sex goes or a woman as far as the sex goes god to me is the divine masculine essence the energy and the divine feminine energy so i call it god mother and god father in union there's no separation whereas here you know in the human body we're in the fragmented mind and so this is how i believe that we co-create back to that state of wholeness or as close to God as we can get through one another, right? We use one another as placebos to sort of see our way home with that. And for me, it was 
many years of ups and downs and ups and downs with um, life happening and feeling all my feelings and getting into yoga and then having the support, like having the foundation of that whiteout, that sort of reset kept me on course to want to feel better through all of the unwellness that I was going through in a sober mind. So because I had that reset to not want to drink and to know there's something greater going on here, something that's beyond my limited, fragmented thinking that's holding every cell of my beingness together, even when I feel alone, I'm not alone. It was that driving force that ended up taking me into yoga. I traveled to many places all around the world, getting in touch with people that I felt alignment to, that I knew that were going to help me peel back my own sort of emotional underlayers to expose more of the abilities that started coming through after the whiteout that I didn't really understand, like those merges and knowings uh, that I had with, with certain people that, that would, you know, I come into contact with. And that's what ultimately, over the course of several years, led to what I do now, which is what I call perception facilitation. And that's where I come in and I energetically stall programs that are halting people from living their optimal lives. So I see everything as a program, like everything is, is, is holographic. Like we think a thought, we habitually think it, it becomes a belief. Now we keep wiring and firing that belief. Now it becomes a program. That's like a movie. We were sort of on the sidelines, hypnotized by it while it's running us. Like for example, when you have anxiety or you have a panic attack, you're hypnotized by it, you're captivated, held captive by it, like you're, it's not in your control. So you kind of have to wait for panic attack to be done with you in order for you to feel okay. And so it's the same with cancer, with autoimmune disease orders, disorders, with all sorts of things. Like I work on everything, not just anxiety. One of the biggest things I'm working on right now is autoimmune uh, disorders and cancers. Um, and so, but like I said, I come in and so what I do is each morning and each night, I sit and meditate in what I call the cellular memory of that whiteout so that I can alchemize the programs that are running my clients in a way that can set them free, so to speak, from that entanglement of mind. So I'm not actually going back to the whiteout. I'm sitting in the memory of it. I'm, I'm meditating in as close as I can to that vibration. And that's why I call it the cellular memory of it. So that I act as a conduit to the client, to the person coming to me. So that I'm amidst the whiteout, which I believe is God. And then I act as a conduit or a bridge for the client to re-remember who they are, kind of like wake them up. So I stall, I act as a conduit that stalls the program and then the person's body repairs itself. So I don't heal anybody or repair anybody, same, same word, same different word, same meaning, but I pause the program 
and that person's body repairs itself. And so that doesn't mean that every client that's come to me that uh, um, I've been able to work with and, um, you know, they find they found, okay, that that worked because I've worked with a couple of clients in the early years of me doing this, which was over seven years ago, where I couldn't I couldn't budge anything. Right. But now, after doing it over the last seven years, the momentum has picked up and I find that more people that are really in alignment with really wanting to transcend something, those are the people I'm lining up with now more and they're lining up with me. We're merging together to do this soul dance, if, if you will. So during the whiteout, when I was there, which is here, essentially, time just collapses. That's my understanding of it. Time collapses. We're amidst the timeless. So we're amidst the God essentially. We're in that connection or state of one. Now, I remember the frequency of being there. I remember the downloads I was receiving of people's feelings, the images coming through, but I literally have no recollection of leaving the whiteout. Now, anytime I've watched any other NDEs, uh, people talking about it, they'll say, I went through a tunnel or I went through a tube or something. That didn't happen for me either. So I didn't go through anything to get there and I don't even remember getting out of there. <laughs> so what I remember was, and I'm guessing it was days later because there was a very specific moment where I remember calling this person up and saying, I, you know, I, I need to see you and them coming to my house that same day because I could, I was no longer in alignment with where that person's vibration was at. So like I said, just prior to the whiteout, my life was going in about 190 miles down the wrong lane with all this drinking. So because of my unwellness, I was lining up with like-minded people. So people like me that weren't well either. And so after the whiteout, it's not like I went onto a higher platform. I went into a different frequency, a different learning, if you will, stage of learning where I couldn't, I was no longer able to hang out with these people. And so that's what I remember was coming, was that moment, not the necessarily um, the coming out of it. Yoga. And then I started seeing an acupuncturist that he would put acu the acupuncture needles in and then he would connect these little electrode things to it to stimulate the needles and to enhance the, the session more. And so when he would hook those up onto the monitor, he'd say, wow, the whole right side of your face isn't registering. He says, like you had a stroke or a heart attack. That's what normally would happen if he was doing that with other clients. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like that's probably what happened. Then I started putting the pieces together as to why my mouth was dropped down a little bit more. So he did a, a year. I went to see him once a week for a year after that to help stimulate that flow of energy back into the meridians he was saying throughout my face to help realign things. You know, and one thing too, like I'd like to mention is um, when I wrote my book, Soul Center, in the very first chapter, I talk about the NDE, but I don't call it an NDE because sometimes we can dress things up and make them really shiny and the, the mind gets sort of captivated by listening to other people's stories. Like, well, 
I'm not going to gain any of these abilities or knowings or whatever you want to call them unless I die and come back. And that's not the case because I know that since then I have had many epiphanies, many, many awakenings that have happened in a moment of clarity, of clearing something that was really hard on me emotionally and finding the, the clarity to move through that in that moment. That to me is an awakening that helps to alter our vibration, change our perception and connect us more to those around us. Like to, that's why I like to call them more knowings than a psychic ability with people because the more I peel back these layers of emotional unwellness, things that are bothering me that I'm initially wanting to deflect and run from, the more that I see my way through those and apply the self-care and the steps that I need to do to make that actually a reality, the more that I do that, the lighter I feel, the more connected I am to those people around me. So it's, it's in that, the more self-work we do, the more we can merge and connect and hear one another without even having to say a single word to one another. Like to me, that's what telepathy is. It's the, it's the desire to heal, but not to be a talker, to be a walker. You gotta put one foot in front of the other. I don't wanna feel this. I, I'm gonna run from this, is self-deflection. Whereas this is coming up, it's so important for me to not just feel this, but also see my way through that feeling into self-reflection so that I'm no longer deflecting and making the person, place, or situation wrong. Because what that does is it makes me a slave to my environment. Now, not only am I blaming you for making me feel the way that I feel, but now I also need you to make me feel happy. And that's where, again, we're being controlled by the environment now. Now we're powerless. So we're always gonna feel like victims in that sort of mindset and that's essentially why i wrote the book is so that it gives people tools and like there's a method in there that i have but there's it's even just reading chapter by chapter by chapter it helps you to want to see yourself in a way that you can no longer not see yourself so that you are going into self-reflection and the more you go into self-reflection and heal this and accept all of yourself then the less war and disease and famine there is out there so my book is called soul center and it is available on amazon both in the kindle download as well as in paperback you can also get it online through barnes and noble chapters and indigo but that's online not actually in the stores